Bleacher Creatures podcast. Bleacher Creature. Bleacher Creature. Bleacher Creature. Bleacher Creature. Bleacher Creature. Bleacher Creature. Bleacher Creature himself. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's Luke here with John for another episode of the Bleacher Creatures podcast brought to you by Jones of Sports Media and NomadStreetTeam.com. Um, if you haven't, obviously, go follow us. Go follow Jones of Sports. Go to Nomad Street Team. Do what you got to do. We're always on social media. Um, another interesting part of the deadline is certain teams don't want to die. Like, the teams that need to die don't like to just roll over and die. You know what I'm talking about, John? Yeah, I know exactly what I'm talking like, about. I'm not, talking about. I, like, I, I'm not specifically trying to railroad your Mets here, but I'm talking about teams like Texas that have no business competing for, a, a, like, a wild card spot are but in it. They're still, they're still going to trade minor. I th- right, but they haven't outwardly said. The only team that's outwardly said that they're in sell mode is Kansas City and the Giants. Right, you're right. Which, clearly, that was inevitable. But right. your Mets, specifically, are in a weird spot where their schedule between now and July 31st, as you mentioned to me before off the air, is extremely favorable in the worst possible way because... If I to put this well, correctly, get, they have to play. They have to play the Giants, the Padres for six games, the Pirates for six games, the Marlins, and that's the, before and the, the deadline. And the White Sox. And the White Sox. My guess is they are in the second wild card spot, over five hundred or at five hundred by the deadline. Yeah, which means your guns a blazing GM might get that false sense of confidence and might miss out on capitalizing on young talent acquisition looking forward. Uh, he definitely, I mean, Syndergaard's or Wheeler's probably not going anywhere at this point. Well, Wheeler is dead in the water just because that DL stint. So, no, I disagree. He'll have two starts. Yeah, but if he, if he fucks anything up, he has no value. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but, but he's he's fine. I mean, I think I, think I know he's I know he's fine. But I'm just saying, trade value wise, that couldn't have come at a worse time. It could have. It could have been two weeks before the deadline. Well, right. Well, whatever. In terms of Syndergaard, Syndergaard is Syndergaard. The asking price is already high. It's not like you're you know he's now coming off. Correct. That's what concerns me. You're going to have to get back somebody that can replace him in your rotation in a trade, like a Paddock, who, by the way, almost threw a no-no last night. I saw that. I, well, it was against the Marlins, so I'll put a little grain of salt slash chip on hey, the man, shoulder for the team that traded you. My, still works for my fantasy team. Yeah, I bet it does. I bet it does. Um, now, the, the flip side of that is when you have so many teams that are still in it, like obviously Cleveland's like had a resurrection, um, you know. There's like I said, teams just don't want to die and go away, and like right. admit to selling. Like even the fucking Reds are still in it. They're four and a half out of the yeah. division. I so, know it's incredible. Right. So if you were a team like the Yankees, who's a clear buyer with an obvious hole, it, yep. is it me or does it seem like the market? is kind of going to put us in a coffin 
and kind of shove a guy like Stroman down our throats, or do you think the better play is going to Texas for a Mike Miner? I don't know. I don't think either. I wouldn't give up anything for either. Well, can, the the only guy I could reasonably see us getting at a semi decent price, and it's still going to be high, is probably Trevor Bauer, and that's only if Cleveland goes on some sort of losing streak. They're not. They're getting hot. They've been hot over the last month. I, told I you know. I, I I'm not ignoring it, but I'm just saying it seems like for some reason they're still dangling him, and I don't know why. Maybe, maybe they maybe they just don't want to resign him. If you're gonna give me an astronomical offer, sure. Yeah, but if I'm giving an astronomical price for anybody, it, I I would personally would take Syndergaard. Uh, yeah, I don't see Brody wants to win, Luke. So I really don't see that even being an option right now. I hear they'd have to go on a, like a five game losing streak. Right, which again for the Mets is extremely possible. Especially the way they're right, but it's it's hard to imagine that with a favorable schedule between now and the thirty first, that you are going to be able to um, be the Mets and fuck this up. But they always play. We've, I've said this on the air before. They always play great in the second half. This this is true. That's any any even the casual baseball fan knows that the Mets are a phenomenal second half team. They're just they're, they're they're the team that rises from the dead and just fucks with other people. They this is what they in 2015, if you remember, I think they were five out of the wild card going into the last month. Yeah, I mean, like they, they this is what they do. It doesn't matter the players or the manager. For some reason, they start out hot. Next two months look like the worst team in baseball. They get it together and they make a run. Yeah, some of the, you can't make up some of this shit. Like, yeah. so they might become buyers for they might go get a Ken Giles and a Shane. Well, there's a part of me that thinks the Mets are in a fairly similar position that the Yankees were in a couple years back when we traded Miller and Chapman for you know. I disagree. You don't think you don't think so? No, because you have already won World Series. So any chance the Mets have to make the – Brody said come get us, right? Yeah. So any chance that they have to win, they're going to take. Right. I, I think that Frazier – if Lowry – I don't know if this guy's coming back at all this year. If he is, I can see Frazier being dealt. Okay. Um, If Nimmo is going to come back soon and they know that for sure, I can see Dom Smith being dealt. Because there would be no real room for him, but at the same time, he's batting over 300. Right. Um, Vargas, possibly, if they want to bring up Anthony Kay yeah. or David Peterson from the minors, but nothing serious. They could sell those guys and then buy Rio Giles. Yeah. I mean, they, I I mean just, they're not going to let go of Wheeler. I, look, if they're in it, if they're tied for the wild card, you see them trading Wheeler? I don't. No, I don't either. Um, I, I think that there's a – and I don't think Brody has the GM savvy yet to, like, look introspectively through the magnifying glass, face the harsh reality, and be like, this team is probably not going to win me a World Series right now. Let me retool. If they, if they get me – if Brody gets them two good relievers, 
I, I would, I'd say, why not? Why couldn't they get there? Not like, well, the, uh, the the why not to me would be Callaway, but that's just me. Yeah, I, but at the same time, if you have to face the Grom center guard and Wheeler in a 7-5 game series, you got problems. Yeah, you do. I, I, I don't think, I'm not afraid of the Dodgers. No, no, no one. I'm not afraid no of the Braves one. if they don't, if Braves don't get any starting pitching, I'm fine playing them. Well, no one should be afraid of the goddamn Dodgers. The team, the team that would scare you is Milwaukee. Absolutely, but they might not make the playoffs. That's very true. If, if you tell me Chicago and St. Louis make the playoffs, I'm ecstatic. Well, yeah, that would that would roadmap to your favor. Let's make the playoffs. Play the the Cardinals and the Wild Card. You have the Cubs, Braves, and Dodgers. So let's just say you beat St. Louis. You have to play LA, then the winner of Chicago and Atlanta. I, that's not too hard of a World Series. Uh, we map the World Series comparatively in the AF. That's true. The 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 right and, any team can get hot, but the favorable favorable matchups to get there and get through make it a hell of a lot easier. I just don't think the Dodgers are good. The Dodgers are a great regular season team. They're so deep. Yeah. They are so deep. In the postseason, like. Kershaw, bring it up. Bueller, let's go. Ryu, I haven't seen you do anything yet. Canley Jansen, he gets hit in the postseason. That lineup doesn't hit as well as they normally do in the postseason. I mean, yeah, that's that's what the numbers say. Right. I mean, we've seen it year after year since 2015, really. Um, yeah, they'll get there. But first of all, if Milwaukee had one more pitcher on that staff, they would beat the Dodgers. There's one more pitcher. I don't care who it is. Another arm. That, those guys just ran out of gas on every single pitcher they had. You're right. Um, Milwaukee's scary, though, because that lineup is so good. And their pitching is good. They just don't have enough of it. What they have is phenomenal. Yeah. Penn and starting. Woodrow is so underrated. Yeah. Um, they, they've had uh, Jeffers in the, in the back end of that. And plus, when they play at home, they, they seem very unbeatable at home. No, that's that's a that's not a place you would feel comfortable going into in October. Yeah, you'd have to think like, remember when Houston came into Yankee Stadium a couple years ago and just couldn't get the win that they needed in. Yep. Yeah, I feel like Milwaukee has the same kind of vibe, <clears throat> where that place will get loud, especially when they shut that roof. And it'll just find a way to fuck with a team like the Dodgers or even even more, especially in a division like the Cubs or Cardinals. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to face that at all. No, neither would I. Um you have any sort of bold predictions based upon rumors you've seen or anything else about the deadline? I think it's be pretty quiet. It really has been, which is annoying. Like the Yankees, like traded for Terrence Gore yesterday. What the fucking do? Like he's, we're not even putting him on the forty. So like, there's really, yeah. there's really no traction on anything yet. I don't think anything's happening. I'm telling you, man. I really don't. No, uh, next week we'll we'll, we'll determine a good amount of shit, for sure. Yeah, I, I don't. But if it continues like this, like nobody's gonna do anything. No, I know, which is annoying. But it is what it is. Um, this is also 
a wonderful part of the sports year for beside the the baseball trade deadline because the NFL and fantasy football are on the very near horizon. And for most of us sports people, that's pretty much the like quote unquote most wonderful time of the year. Um so what me and John are going to be doing just so you guys know is for the next it's about what 8 or 9 weeks away from from opening week something what? like that right for the NFL yeah so what we're going to be doing is week to week starting this week we are going to be breaking down uh fantasy football stuff like position groups sleepers busts you know John's been doing mocks like crazy so he he can help you out with uh, questions like you know ADP for certain players and PPRs, um, shit like that. But before we go into the fantasy, um, let's talk about a division. Let's talk about the a the I'm sorry the NFC West. Um, sure. Obviously, you have an upstart team in San in San Francisco, who seems to be getting sneakily good. Um, and I personally think I don't think they are a playoff contender yet. They need a full year of Jimmy with that with that surrounding cast to really p- get over the hump. Um, yep. simple, simple, easiest way to put it: Is this the Rams' division to lose? Yeah, absolutely. you would have to think yes, right? Barring yeah, barring some, I mean, we've seen them lose Cooper Cup for a year and still make a Super Bowl run. Right. So that should tell you that the mental fortitude on this team is pretty pretty where it needs to be. Um and the Cardinals we I'm going to make the argument are still probably the at least one of the five worst teams in football still. Um yeah. what do you realistically expect out of Kyler Murray this year? Fantasy-wise or football-wise? Give me both. Football-wise, nothing good at all. Yeah, right there Fantasy with you. Fantasy-wise, maybe something similar to Josh Allen. Okay, so a lot of rush yards because the O-line is garbage and some bullshit completions every year and there? Yeah. Yeah, I am a known, uh, not a fan of Kyler Murray. Um, there am I. I know you're not. Um, I personally think he's going to have a career trajectory. Not Johnny Manziel bad. Um, I think he's not big enough to take an NFL hit like Pat White. Like, I think the NFL will will destroy him. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't see, like, Lamar Jackson's a bigger, bulkier dude. He can take those hits, and even then, he shouldn't be. Um, Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is there any player on maybe Seattle with Metcalf or just anywhere in this division that you have your eye on from a fantasy perspective? Yeah, I like Metcalf, but I just don't think rookie wide receivers cut it. Uh, Chris Carson and Rashad Penny are probably going to steal catches from each other. Yeah, that's usually how that goes. Um. Yeah, I don't, you know, Gurley, who the hell knows with him. Right. Um, but what we were talking the other day about Daryl Henderson, though. 
Yeah, Daryl Henderson I like a lot just because I don't think Gurley. But if Gurley plays, he's irrelevant. Right, but don't you think there's some sort of an argument to be made that Henderson could be like a late round pickup if uh, if you're the kind of guy who likes to handcuff? Like let's say yeah, yeah, if you get Gurley in let's say round two, where has Gurley been going by the way in your mocks? Round two, early? Anywhere between late round one to round three. Ooh, wow. And, and the, nobody's is, thing uh, though. Most fantasy drafts are in the preseason towards the end, right? Correct. Even if it's after the preseason, he's not going to play in the preseason. No, he is not. So you don't. You really don't know. Yeah, right. Yeah, he has to survive training camp. Right. Which is never a guarantee. There's always those players that pop. And even if pop the knee or up. whatever. You're even right. If he's banged up. You know. Uh, are they going to tell you? Probably not. McVay doesn't seem like the kind of guy that wants you know all of his business in in the public forum. Right. Um. So speaking of running backs, you said Gurley's going anywhere from late first to the third. Um. Are people buying in anyone offensively from the Niners? Like, I know McKinnon's coming back. Kittle. Right. Where's he been going? Kittle goes in the second uh, second. second to third, just like the most tight end. Uh, Ertz, Kelsey, and Kittle go second to third. Okay, so he, so Kittle is basically being treated now as an elite fantasy tight end? Yeah, absolutely. Um, anyone where, – where have people been taking – um, guys like Metcalf, late, like late, late, like late, 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 like last round. If at pick. all, yeah. Okay, and I assume no one's taking any Cardinals except for David Johnson. Yeah, uh, they're also taking the wide receiver, um, Christian Isabella. Kirk. Oh, Andy Isabella too. That's right. And Kirk. Well, yeah, where those got very late, very late. Yeah, right. Where, well, and I assume, I mean, Larry Fitz is Larry Fitz, but let's be real. He's, oh yeah, he's going. He's going in between rounds five and seven. Okay, that's interesting. Um, and then I assume, in terms of the Rams, the receivers are just like I assume Cooper Cup is is a first five rounder. Yeah, but he's going way later than I thought. I thought he was a top four rounder. He's going like five or six. Really? Who's the highest Rams receiver in terms of like ADP? Robert Woods? Yeah. Okay, what about Brandon Cooks? He's going right after him, maybe like in the same round towards the end or early next round. All right, so within like ten picks of each other. Because, I mean, their production might as well be a toss-up. Mm-hmm. All right, that seems fair. Um... And I, we all assume I had the Rams defense last year, and that even in that shootout they had with the Chiefs, they still found a way to get me like nineteen to twenty points on just turnovers. Well, that's what they do. They're going to give up points, but they're going to get you turnovers, and, they, and they're going to get you the sacks too. Right. Yeah, you know, Donald is Donald. Um, right. do you think there's there's something in my head that is that is leaning me towards like a sneaky good stash defense 
would be San Francisco. I don't think so. <laughs> well, I, the only reason I say that is it's a young unit, but you do have guys like D Ford. You have a very young but talented defensive line. The secondary is not great. I'm not expecting buckets of picks like the Bears did last year. Um, and I don't expect anything from Seattle's defense anymore. Um, I'm safe to safe to say it's pretty much the Rams would be the only defensive fantasy standout in that entire division. Yeah, besides playing matchups, yeah. Okay. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. Okay, that makes total sense. Um, in terms of real football, how do you see that division shaking itself out? The Rams followed by everybody else. Well, right, I'm just saying, if you had to pick one through four, who who takes second place, Seattle or San Francisco? I, I have no, Luke, I have no, I, I don't think it's relevant. I don't, and I'd say both teams go like nine, nine and seven at best, and don't make the playoffs. Yeah, I'm pretty much right there with you. I don't, I don't think aside from, I think I, I what I really think, and this is borderline sad. I think the biggest storyline in that entire division, except for the Rams, is Kyler Murray. Yeah, that's really it. Like no one else, there's there's not much like sex appeal in that division anymore. I agree. It's 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 a shame. Like the Niners are upstart, but they're like realistically a good year or two out from being anything relevant. And this has to be the year, in my opinion, that the that the Seahawks start just declining. Yeah, they're not the same. I'm sorry, they're, yeah. they're not. Like they weren't last year, they're really not anymore. I agree fully. Take away Earl Thomas and forget it. Yeah, that, um, their big boom is gone. So, in terms of what you have seen in the mocks so far, um, anything? <laughs> I assume Mahomes is the first quarterback off the board now. Yeah, people are taking him sometimes in round one. Yeah, in PPR mocks? Yep. That's insane. I agree. Um, Who's a guy that you have been trying to target for, like, first-rounders? Like Christian McCaffrey, I assume, the obvious? Uh, Yeah, of course, McCaffrey. I mean... McCaffrey, Zeke, Saquon. Yeah, and uh, Kamara. That would come right. Oh, that's right. And then no Mark Ingram to steal touches. Um, any, I mean, any Latavius Murray will, but I think no matter who steals touches, Kamara still Kamara. Right, obviously. Um, anything that you've seen from the mocks so far that's been like a bit eye popping? No, not really. I mean, some drafts David Johnson goes fifth. Some DeAndre Hopkins goes fifth. It it really depends what people are trying to do. Nothing is really that crazy, at least to me. Yeah, that crazy. Besides, when somebody takes Mahomes early, Mahomes is going very early. That's that's the okay. That's um yeah. Most eye popping. I can't believe Mahomes <laughs> is taking first round picks. Like, are people yeah. that just seems dumb? I agree, like, but I somebody's going to take him. Yeah. There's no way that guy goes without being drafted in round, uh, through round three. 
No, a thousand percent. Yes, but I would wait till the third round to get him. Sure. That's me personally. Because let's face it, PPR, you need wide receiver uh, running back one. I don't take quarterbacks until late. Well, everyone's got their own strategy. Well, enlighten the, the enlighten the people. Because the people in our league do not listen to this show because they're not podcast or sports radio people. Um, wh- how do you tend to approach a, a draft? I know that your pick can vary league to league. But if you're if you're in a t- and if you're in a twelve man league and you're the sixth pick, who would you be yeah. targeting this year? Well, you got to assume the four running backs are gone. Yes, it, it also depends. Are you in a two wide receiver league or three? That uh, makes a big difference. Okay, so let's I'll sculpt it in terms of our league. So three, let's go two running backs, three wide, flex including tight end. Then you. Pro- you probably got to go wide receiver. Yeah, you would have to think either DeAndre Hopkins, if he, Adams, yeah, Jones, yeah, Thomas, right. One of them. I mean, you can really make a case for any one of those four. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, Antonio Brown, I assume, is falling to the second, third round now. Not third. He's in the second, high second, high second. Okay. <laughs> Um, has Antonio Brown boosted Derek Carr's stock at all? Not from what I've seen. Yeah, I can't imagine people are going to take the flyer on on Carr now, or at least not as a starter. Maybe, right. maybe as a depth guy, if anything. Yeah. Um, so you'd be looking at the sixth pick for one of the stud wide receivers, and then second round you'd you try and get your your running back. Running back or tight end, it depends. It depends how the draft goes. I mean, it usually I never try to go for something early. I just you got to take the best player available. Those they got to be. You know what I mean? You can't reach for a position early. Well, no, obviously not. You don't want to be the. You don't want to be the 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 Dave Gettleman of the fantasy draft and just reach right. For you don't a... want right. So like, let's say you're like, oh, I want a tight end, and right. you have the eighth pick in the second round. And let's say uh, Ertz and Kelsey go already. Yeah. You're really going to take Kittle? Let's say you're dying. You're like, oh, I want one of the tight ends. I, I wouldn't take Kittle there. No. So then I guess I would switch it up and say what running backs are available. Yeah, for sure. Um, what do you think about a guy like Cam Newton this year in terms of fantasy? I never, I never liked him in fantasy. Neither do I, but – Everyone's got their certain tastes. Um, I never liked them. And also, pe- people seem to think that he's due for like some MVP year. Um, he is. He throws too many picks. I just don't. Even if he's the MVP, I still don't think he's that good in fantasy. Yeah. Well, who's a quarterback that like in the past you you tend to target? Like a pocket guy, I assume. Like a Rivers. Yeah, I always go pocket guy. I always number one to me is always Aaron Rodgers because. His worst year is going to be a good year, right? Right. Um, I picked Mahomes last year on all my teams. Well, that worked actually. out well for you. And I got him like the eighth or ninth round because I knew just with that offense around him and Andy Reid, I didn't think he was going to do what he did. Yeah. I just thought he was going to give me like a Drew Brees, 
uh, esque value, more yards, but more interceptions. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, let's let's be real. Nobody expected Mahomes to be that goddamn good. But the people that saw him play at Texas Tech and the people who like know systems knew that that was probably coming to some degree. Like you want a quarterback that's going to throw the ball. So the Lions plan on pounding the rock all year. I'm not exactly looking at uh, Stafford. Right. Right. You, Stafford. It's very obvious who your quarterbacks are. I mean, it's Rodgers, it's Luck, it's Mahomes, it's Breeze, uh, it's Matt Ryan. Those are your probably top group because they're throwing the ball all game and they have a good touchdown-interception ratio and yeah. they throw the ball deep. Yeah, I always seem to end up, and this is not because of me being a homer here, I usually just seem to end up with Roethlisberger on my team, usually as like a backup. I try not to take him as my starter-starter. This right. year with him intrigues me just because of what everything we've heard from Pittsburgh with the three running back system and basically running everything out of trips to running gun spread offense. Yeah, I'm not high on Roethlisberger. Yeah, I, I'm not saying I am this year from a fantasy perspective. I would take him again as a backup. But yeah, if, sure. But if I can get my hands on the top tier, the 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 Rodgers, the Breeze, the Mahomes, then obviously, yo, know, I'm gonna do that. I I'll tell you this though, I will take Ben Roethlisberger before Cam Newton any day of the fucking week. Yeah, that I sure no right. doubt in my mind. I and I that. I would take Rivers ahead of Roethlisberger too. I want that on yeah, record. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think it. It's, oh, you know what? I I actually think those two are pretty equal. Yeah, I it it I yeah, I mean they're I hate that I'm like stuttering, but like they literally seem to have very similar comparable numbers every year. Yeah, and they're they the only thing I would I'd give the upside to Rivers on talent around him. Yeah. But Roth are most likely will throw for more yards because Rivers has Gordon. Correct. Yeah, right. Now that there's no Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, you'd have to imagine Ben's touchdowns maybe don't go. Maybe they start to go down a little bit. Yeah, even if they do, Rivers is never that high of a touchdown guy and yards guy. You're right. Um, but speaking of Pittsburgh, a guy who and we were talking about tight ends before. Um, are people starting to look at like Vance McDonald in like mid to late rounds? No. No, no one, no one takes him like, seriously. He looks like a like a third to last. He looks like a flyer. Yeah, he's like a depth. Again, he's a depth pick. Yeah, um, I I could see him being a good pick for sure. But he's a fill in tight end. If right. you don't get one of the top three tight ends, you're just you're you're you know you're flipping a coin. Right. I mean, I'm not saying that people should go out and and pick him in the in the fourth or fifth round because that would just be stupid. But and that nor am I going to say have, that about you have Evan Ingram, you have Herndon, you have McDonald. Yeah. Uh, who else am I missing? I know I'm missing a few names right now. Oh, Injoku. Uh, Injoku, yeah. Uh, you know, um, yeah, Noah Font, uh, oh, Hawkinson. Yeah. yeah I don't usually like rookie tight ends, but this they class, might catch you touchdowns. Yeah, but also this class of tight ends is so goddamn good. The rookie yeah, tight ends, I, you you can't ignore it. Where are Hawkinson and Fant going in the in the mocks the, that you've done? Very 
very late flyers. Still very late? Yeah. Yeah, I could understand that with maybe Hawkinson. I feel like Noah Fant is going to be... I'm not going to say reached for. I just don't see... The only other uh, weapon I see in that offense is Phillip Lindsay. Well, Manuel Sanders will be ready. Ah, Manuel Uh, Sanders is, is declining. He's still a good wide receiver. Too. I, I know he. I right. He he's not a WR one by any means. You know that. I know that. Freaking Stevie Wonder knows that. But yeah, W two, WR two, WR three. I'll take him, especially with Flacco. At least well, he, that's the problem is Flacco. Yeah. Yeah, you you at least have a quarterback who is not gonna. He'll throw picks, but he's got a good enough arm to get the volume where he needs it. Right. I'll take that. Um, I couldn't agree more with what you said about Stafford, by the way, because we, we have a guy in our league who is notorious for taking Matt Stafford every year. Um, you don't know him yet. You will. Um, I guarantee you he will pick him again, probably his last pick. Um, where does a guy like Carrion Johnson fall? Because uh, I, I don't like I had he goes him, he goes down three. He's going in the third round. Yeah, towards the end, very early in the fourth. Jesus. In and, every draft, like I had him last year, and don't get me wrong, he wasn't horrible for me. He just wasn't finding the end zone with any oh, consistency. Yeah, but Detroit's saying they're gonna pound the rock. It's gonna be a Carrion Johnson show. Yeah. Okay. So that that would. All right, so there's a hype train that that's being built up. Yeah. Okay, that that explains a lot then. The biggest thing is Leonard Fournette. That's the biggest question in my mind. That's okay. going to be interesting because Jaguar said they're going to throw him the ball a lot this year. We all know he's good. Can he stay healthy? Yeah. If he does, he might be a steal where he's going. Where has he been going? Fourth round? Third. Third? Okay, so third is still back heavy. Okay. Um. Yeah, Fournette. From what I've been hearing, this is kind of like a big make or break year for him. Like more of a show and prove that you can stay healthy type of year. Like we've seen that he he's proven that he's that he's a a freaking stud when he's healthy. I don't think that's you can argue that he's you know any sort of a bust. We're past that now. Um. You think the expectations from the fans and the organization might tilt him to perform a little bit better? Eh, possibly. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to... I mean, I did, I think this is a weird year for Jacksonville in general. Just it's, it, it, They could be great. They could suck. I have no idea. Right. That They <laughs> might be the biggest wild card in the NFL where they could win they could win the Super Bowl or they could get a lottery pick. Right. Yeah, a, a thousand percent. Um, there was one more player I was going to ask you about. Oh, Josh Jacobs. Yeah, he's going to get a lot of touches. I know he is. Um, I assume he's been in that third to fourth round range. Yep, he sure has. God damn it! I, <laughs> I, oh god, Josh Jacobs. I can't wait to see how he. Maybe he surprises me. Maybe he makes me eat my words. 
I just I I don't like any. Why would I like any Raider except for Antonio Brown for fantasy purposes? I, I don't know. I don't like Antonio Brown at all. I well, like the only guy I like is Josh Jacobs on that team. Well, yeah, just because that's guaranteed volume. But yeah, I that, mean, not as an RB. Well, well, maybe as an RB one if your wide receivers are stacked. But I mean, it, right? I, Josh Jacobs to me says screams RB two to flex. Yeah, but it all depends on the rest of your team. If he, if your wide receivers are, let's say, three first three rounds, you go, I don't know, you go Devontae Adams, uh, AJ, uh, Devontae Adams. Uh, let's say you get Devontae Adams late in round one. Early in round two, you get uh, Michael Thomas. Late in round three, you get... Uh, I don't know, Robert Woods or Stefan Diggs, and then round four you get Jacobs. That's different. Well, yeah. Um I from what I from the drafts that I've done in the past, and I'm not, I'm saying outside the realm of just this you know, the league that me and you were playing in this year, it I don't I've never seen a a, a team built with that many wide receiver runs. I think the I think the running backs prove their value. At least in terms of ADP. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I I can't imagine like I could see a guy like Jacobs going third, fourth round just because of the almost guaranteed volume. Um, I yeah, I'm super curious. Um, the last question I had for you, in terms of wide receivers and where the mocks have been putting them, um, is AJ Green stock going down at all? Yeah, he goes early. He's like the first pick in the third round, usually. Okay, yeah, because he used to be like first round, pick, second round, late round one. Right, yeah, because he's always injured. It's not every time he plays, he's phenomenal, but right. he's always injured. Uh, so then, conversely, is Boyd stock going up? It is, yeah. Okay. Because my thing with. with Boyd and Green, like I had Green last year, and him getting hurt like really fucked me. Um, the other problem I have that you can't get rid of is Andy Dalton. Like I agree. Like I, I get it. Like they have like a quote unquote chemistry, but Andy Dalton is not that good of a quarterback. Right. Um. Yeah, I I don't see how I I could see myself picking him in the right scenario. I just feel like Green is phasing kind of into the I'm not gonna I don't want to say the full on Larry Fitz mode where he's like the old head who's just like still productive, but I I feel like the WR one in the eyes of Cincinnati is Boyd with a splash of John Ross. I agree. Yeah, like the transition is upon us. Yeah, uh, it would sound pretty reasonable for that. I mean, yeah, right. And also, I, I, and you can't ever count on Tyler Eifert to be healthy. No, so never. The wide receivers have a pretty decent value on that team, just because they're the only Mixon on there as well. Let's not forget about Mixon, that. Well, Mixon, yeah. Mixon, I assume has been going round two. Round one. Oh, he's that high. Yeah. All right, but you know what? As much as I hate that man, 
He uh, he's earned that right. Hey, the man's earned that right. You, you Why do you hate him? Well, the whole beating the women thing. But uh, uh, you're one of those. Well, it's not a question of being one of those. It's a question of the guy's draft stock plummeted five rounds for a reason. Coming into the league. Yeah, I mean, I don't have. I I always separate outside from football. Well, right, but we're also years removed from that now. And when it comes to me putting money on the line to win money, I'll take a guy who who beats his beats his wife just for the sake of me winning money. Absolutely. Here's the thing: if he stays healthy, he's he's gonna be phenomenal. I just don't know again if he'll stay healthy. That is true. Well, I I'm drawing a blank. He doesn't. His who is his backup now? Is it still? It's not Gio Bernard. It's uh, or maybe yeah, it is. It is, that's right. They got rid of Jeremy Hill. That's yeah. right. Okay, that's that. So yeah, Mixon is far better than Gio Bernard. Mm-hmm. That's not close. Okay. Any and you said you got nothing else in terms of like ADP or any of that. Nothing, dude. Nothing to. I mean, maybe it's not crazy in me because I've been doing like six a day. Yeah, maybe. Um, the biggest thing is like where those middle wide receivers go. I find interesting, like the Godwins, the Will Fullers, the the WR twos. Yeah, well, where have they been falling? They go in like round five. That high, huh? Yeah. Interesting. Um, I find that very interesting. Yeah. The, yeah. That's that. If Will Fuller ever stayed healthy, I could I could see a, a fifth round pick for him. Just I I don't know, <laughs> I don't. Right, yeah. If he ever stays healthy, that's a big if for that guy. I know. Um, any of the rookie wide receivers you have an eye on? No, no. Like I'm not saying Metcalf. I don't think Metcalf is going to be that that explosive in his first year. Um, might get you a good amount of touchdowns. He, he'll be a touchdown guy. Yeah, he'll be I think, a, he'll, just for the yeah, size. Yeah, right. He'll be. He'll be. Um, he'll almost have like tight end numbers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Fucking two touchdowns on thirty-seven yards, four like six targets. Right. Yeah. Um. All right. And you said you got nothing else, so I'm thinking it's time to put a bow tie on this bitch. All right. Um, just before we get off the line here, remember, go to Jones and for Sports Media on Facebook. Like it. Support it. We're not the only podcast that they release. The E&J Full Court Shot that they do is fucking awesome. Check that out. Go to nomadstreetteam.com. We also drop links in there. And aside from that, we will see y'all in a week. All right, I'll shoot your call. Yes, sir. Peace. All right.